Welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. My name's Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And my name's Nikki Hoffman, a physician assistant turned real estate agent on the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are super excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. And if you want the local knowledge, you have come to the right place. I love it. Welcome to episode four. We are ready to you know, get back into the swing of real estate conversations. You know, we started out with Dave Spence. We are able to move on to Marlon Beitzel, lender. Last week was amazing with the Discovery Museum, Don and Tammy. And today we're going to really dive into some things that will hopefully educate you in the home shopping process. You know, I don't know about you, Nikki, but I, I've bought a couple of houses in my lifetime and, and I've gone through and found different things wrong with the house. Mm-hmm. And I still go back to those reports. I still go back and I'm like, what, what is going on here? I mean, one of, the, one of the big reports that I found in the one house that I'm living now was mm-hmm. the HVAC was on its last legs. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, eight and a half years later, in the heat of a summer, it is still cranking. You're kidding. And I'm so excited and grateful for that. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> And, and, but at the same time, I was also told that I've got three electrical panels and they needed a little bit of work and updating. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here waiting. Okay, what it, what, it, what is going to blow? But What's that, going wrong here? That information didn't deter you from, you know, completing that transaction. You know, you I know, got a good deal on the house yeah. and it was where we wanted to live. Yeah. But it informed me. Sure. And yeah. I was super excited about that. I mean, yeah. do you go and look around your house like I do? I mean, maybe I'm a little too much in the weeds of being a realtor. But. Yeah. No, I mean, at this point... Um, I really only have I, when I moved in with my you know husband. He had purchased a home before before we mm-hmm. um, met, so I didn't have that experience. Um, we did purchase a home a few years ago, and and yes, it was very eye opening. And um, you know, it, it's basically like you said, yeah, that was four years ago. We bought this home, and the inspector certainly pointed out some things that you know, are going to need to be addressed and probably sooner than later. But, you know, at this point, we're just kind of waiting to see when that time, you know, when it's a necessity. When is it ready? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's just good to be informed. I think that's something that we're going to learn because we got a chance to have a really good conversation with a local home inspector. Yeah. And I'm going to release this conversation to that right now because his name is Ben Moorhead. He is the founder and owner of Old Town Inspections here in Winchester, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Local business. Yep. He is growing a business, and you're going to want to hear what he has to say. So stay tuned, stick around, and listen to Mr. Moorhead. Here you go. And it's so good to have you in the Iconic Talk podcast room here. Excited to have you and just have you drop some knowledge on us. I'll see what I can do. I know. You know, so tell us about yourself because I know you've been in the business for a couple years now, but walk us through. You know, it's always good to get a chance to hear a little perspective of the person that we're talking to. So give us some details. Where were you born, Ben? Well, I was born about three and a half hours south in Dublin, Virginia. Dublin. Most people don't know where that is. No, no. <laughs> um, not Ireland. Yeah, no, no. Uh, so I, I tend to just triangulate. So if you know Roanoke, uh-huh. it's about 45 minutes south of Roanoke and about 15 minutes outside of Blacksburg. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, okay. So in my opinion, it's it's God's country down there. Mm-hmm. Um, got the New River and 
uh, mountains and oh, it's, it is nice. Oh, it's 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 incredible down there. So then, what what brought you to the Shenandoah Valley here in Winchester? Well, I always like to say that love brought me to Winchester. <laughs> Virginia's for lovers, after all. Um, right. So uh, my wife Sarah uh, grew up in in Stephen City. Her her dad is the head pastor at um, Fellowship Bible Church, where we where we all attend, and um, so. She was actually living in Raleigh for a while while we were dating. I was actually living in Richmond, Virginia, and she was in Raleigh, North Carolina, and she got a job up here with um, the Laurel Center hmm. for a little oh, nice. bit. nice. And so she moved back here and was like, oh, you know, it's it's a great place to be. And it was funny. There's a part of me that said I will never live in Winchester because I had, like, kind of been drinking the, the, the city Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. Like, oh, there's <laughs> such cool stuff to do around here. And then finally... Uh, as our dating progressed and, uh, realized that I wanted to get engaged, um, or that we wanted to get engaged, um, moved up here. Um, and honestly, it's been very much like where I grew up. Mm. Like there's, there's quick access to a major river system. Uh, there's mountains. And I remember visiting her a couple of times up here and just thinking how much I missed having mountains in my view wherever I went. Um, you know, Richmond's a great town, but it's, it's the concrete jungle, so to speak. I it's mean, a city. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so love brought you to Winchester. Mm-hmm. So you can talk a lot about, you know, what great things there are to do around here. We'll get to that in a mm-hmm. little bit, but I want to hear about your business, your industry, because what brings you to our conversation is that you are a home inspector, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, what, what? What brought you to that business? A couple of weeks ago in a different episode, um, our lender, Marlon Beitzel, said nobody gets into the real estate business or the lending business or, for your case, you know, the home inspection business on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you've always done something beforehand that would bring you to this spot. So what, what brought you to that home inspection business? Great question. Um, Marlon's right. And in fact, it was uh, your previous guests, Marlon and Dave, both had conversations with me as I was kind of piecing together what the need was in the area. And they both said, we need good home inspectors. Hmm. Um, Some people are retiring. Some people are just like not cutting the mustard, but we just need, we need high quality folks in that, in that arena. Uh Um, And so I actually, I I also worked at the same background screening company that Marlon did at one point. Um, So we had a lot of, (laughs) a lot of connections connections here. (laughs) Um, and so I, I had this itch that I just wanted to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and the original idea was that I was going to start a fly fishing company. Um, I had guided um, on the New River and on the Potomac off and on uh, from like college all the way through my, my adult life so far. And I really enjoyed that. And there were some aspects in that that I really, really liked. It was guiding people. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, it was like, in a pivotal moment, like maybe it was a father son and it was like their first fishing trip together. And like, I was the guy that got to, you know, get them on fish. And then, you know, they had this great experience. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Hmm. Um, and then having like the deep knowledge of, uh, of the river system and, you know, being able to actually give somebody a great experience. Um, and then the business owner aspect of it, I'm learning more and more about why that was attractive to me, even now that I'm four years into it. Yeah. Um, that was more like I realized when I was working for somebody else, 
all the things that I wanted seemed like they were so far away. Like I just had no way of getting it in like the time frame that I wanted to get it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like autonomy and responsibility and, you know, my ideas being something that Creating people are schedule. And, yeah. And, yeah. Having that just environment that like I'm in control of this. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so from, from there, um, I did the research, like I actually wanted to, potentially do appraisals and then i found out two years of not getting paid i'm not in (laughs) (laughs) the apprenticeship exactly is a a process exactly and so the just the barrier of entry into just being a home inspector getting the license and then like starting your own company seemed to be pretty easy uh in comparison to like two years of being an apprentice and so from there it was just building relationships and like I, I talked to Marlon a lot about like how he stayed um, you know level or even went up in his business during like the 2008 turnaround because mm-hmm. I knew like someday we may be going through that again mm-hmm. um, so you had the desire yeah you had the passion you had the the business entrepreneurship mindset mm-hmm. and then you just jump right in so yeah what is the life of a home inspector really look like on a day-in day-out basis yeah, it's 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 different on on every day because, you know, we may do one inspection a day, we may be two inspections. There's there's guys who will do four or five in a day and I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Cuz yeah. there is a such thing as like mental fatigue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but, you know, we we are relationship builders and we're were guides and, and like I said that's that was one of the things that connected me to wanting to do very this. similar yeah. yeah and so like we're entering into um, like a very pivotal moment in somebody's life whether it's like their first or 15th house or whatever like they're making a big decision and they don't want to do that without like having some knowledge of the investment that they're making or like deciding not to make that investment mm-hmm. um, so having that opportunity to go in there is, is really special to me. But what, what we end up doing is we, we take a full out look at, at the house and we say, okay, here's, here's all the systems. Here's the stuff that is kind of going on. Make, like maybe it's a big deal. Maybe it's not that big a deal. We like to put uh, some maintenance items in our reports and, and, and educate a lot more because we we believe that people are well suited whenever they can make an educated decision on uh, on their home purchase mm-hmm. um, or even like sellers knowing what to do to like fix their house or whatever before they go on the market mm-hmm. um, and so like that that's right on our, our mission statement for our company which is we educate to alleviate fear so that you can take the next step with confidence. How do you usually start, you know, an interaction with a buyer or seller? I mean, how are you getting to that house? What's the, who's calling you to make that happen? So that, that takes a lot of, of work and building the relationships with Mm -hmm. real estate agents. Okay. Um, our, our biggest referral source is, is the agent. Every once in a while, we'll get called by just like a normal consumer, mm-hmm. um, but that's also been a lot of hard work and like getting our Google reviews really high and having a lot of good feedback from folks, but um, it, it comes directly from agents mm-hmm. about 98, 99% of the time. Okay. What do you think the misperceptions or uh, kind of maybe misgivings or things that people are a little confused about 
with home inspectors? You know, are, are there buyers out there that just have one expectation and you're a different kind of match for what they're looking for? Well, I'm much younger than most, <laughs> most okay. expect. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, your experience and the, 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 you're selling kind of the fact that you're an expert on a lot of the different things. Mm -hmm. And then here you are, a younger guy. Yeah. So they see you and like scratching their head. Do you know what you're talking about? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it, that was, that was most of my first year was showing up and people saw, you know, I'm, I wasn't even 30 years old at that point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people were, would, would ask pretty regularly, like, how long have you been doing this? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> a little less than a year. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what, so what education process is there sure, for the um, home inspector? So and, and I, I, I say this is the bare minimum, like just to get your license is one thing, but like to know more is, is a lifelong pursuit. But for, for Virginia, you need to go through like, I think it's 70 hours of like classroom time. And then you have to take a national exam, which like I know the realtor exam is, is not easy. Um, and so this thing is, is, it's not easy as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we've got a, an apprenticeship program, I guess, or, or, or whatever, but it's 25 inspections that you have to do ride alongs okay. with. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's actually something that we use um, as a part of our hiring is, you know, we, we want to bring folks on whenever they want to be inspectors. And that those first 25 inspections, usually we can, we can do within a month or, or, you know, half a month or so. And that's a good time to find out, like, is that person going to jive with us? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, if if so, awesome. If not, then, you know, some people don't like to do those because you're like training your competition or whatever. But there is a there is a point where, like, if, you, if we can be a catalyst for somebody to step out on their own and mm -hmm. like do something for themselves, like. You can't get but so mad about that. Now, if they start outperforming you, that's another. But you are coming at it from a again a business entrepreneurship model and a mm -hmm. mentality that you're just not in it for yourself. You're looking to grow a company, and a business. So therefore, it makes sense for you to have good, well-rounded, quality inspectors working for you. Mm -hmm. And so the the mentality of somebody is that oh, home inspectors just out for themselves. They're solo, which they are. I think you have a different model and a different mm -hmm. mentality that I'm here to give good service to the entire community and beyond and be able to take up as much business as I can. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? I mean, that seems like a really different model than what most people be anticipating and expecting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right on. The, the difference in, I think, like me and some of the younger folks who've come into the industry is this idea that inspections aren't aren't just like chucking a truck companies anymore. It, it can be like a legitimate service company. I mean, you've got pest companies, you've got handymen, like every one of those probably started with one guy in a truck, um, but they've all turned into yeah. like big businesses and big industries and things like that. And home inspection is only about 35 years old as an industry. Mm -hmm. And so it's still pretty young. Mm -hmm. um, and forever it's been um, like retirees or, or somebody it's like their second job or whatever. And so they don't have, um, maybe the, like the time or the mental effort to want to like build it into something more. And mm -hmm. then like that second job or that retired job 
kind of takes over your life as like people start to trust you and you do good work and things like that. And so there's never been um, a lot of thought into like growing inspections as a business until like the last, you know, five to 10 years. And now there are companies who they've got 15, 20. Mm. I think there's one, one company in California. It's got like a hundred inspectors. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's changing into like a, an actual industry now, which is pretty cool. interesting. Yeah. If you, um, are doing an inspection and do you actually physically give the inspection to the buyer and go over it with them? Or is it literally just emailed and you're kind of done at that point? How does that, how does that actually physically work? Um, that relationship be for, between you and the person who's you know made an offer on a home. Yeah, so it, it's a little bit of all of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when when we show up on site, we'll we'll just tell we'll give them the game plan. We'll say, hey, we're going to look at the roof, the exterior, the main floor, basement, second floor, attic, and then we're out of here. Okay. Um, so we tell them what we're going to do. We ask if you want to follow along. Awesome. If not, um, we'll do a review at the very end so that you can understand what's going to be on the report. Mm -hmm. We write the report on site. Um, and so we can guarantee a same day turnaround time every single time. Okay. Um, and then that, that turns into a digital report that, uh, goes to the buyer and the, and the buyer's agent. Mm -hmm. And, it details everything from like what's the model and serial number of the water heater to you know defects with the deck and all that other kind of stuff and it's all packaged and one of the reasons why we use the spectora uh, software that we do is because it that package is really easy to to interact with mm -hmm. it's really pretty it is yeah i've seen it it does look nice picture yeah, yeah it's very great. detailed outlines mm -hmm. gives all the different do's and don'ts mm -hmm. and the things that are right and, and wrong isn't it with like the color house. color coded like yeah, yeah. Like, it's like this is good this is like a warning or yeah, like, yeah so we've got like three different levels right. and, and things like that and so what what we then do after we finish the inspection do the review like i always tell people like i'm i'm there you know to answer questions as long as you need okay. me to answer questions for in mm -hmm. fact i was on the phone with a guy on my way here he's like hey can we go over this whole report mm -hmm. and sometimes that can take a long time so i didn't have the, yeah. <laughs> the time to go through yeah. it then but it's like my next call when i leave but it sure. is valuable for the the client your client mm -hmm. the the prospective buyer to be there with you I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes you do it on your own if they can't be there. But yeah. from my standpoint as a realtor, I'm always going to suggest stick to Ben's hip because you're going to see things and hear things that will be in the report and it makes the report seem a lot more logical and yeah. it makes a lot more sense. Uh -huh. yeah. So what are some of the things that, that you're going to be finding, you have been finding in the area these last days that are, are very common? Because our listeners are going to be buyers out there. Mm-hmm. Our listeners can be potential sellers. You know, they might even call you and be like, I want to be proactive and I want to spot the issues in advance. And I'm sure you get that. So for any of these listeners out here, what are in the Winchester area, what are we finding that we need to be on the lookout for? Well, nationwide, water is always your your biggest enemy. So mm -hmm. it's just a matter of how that how that water affects your house um in a specific area you know like in texas they don't have basements but here we have basements and crawl spaces mm -hmm. um so what i've seen like downtown winchester a lot of foundation issues and and some of it is 
water intrusion sometimes it's actually the the foundation is is failing um and and it's these older houses that sometimes they're you know early 1900s or even in the 1950s and the drainage just wasn't wasn't great at that time whenever mm-hmm. they did the house and then now it's they're they're kind of dealing with that stuff afterwards mm-hmm. um so there's foundation stuff that i see more often in uh in winchester but um that's again old infrastructure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. newer houses um like new builds out in like stephen city and and well they're everywhere now um it, it's a lot of, it's a lot more small items things that why a pre-drywall inspection is a big deal because like you'll see that maybe the plumber that put a radon system in or uh, a drainage pipe went through a load-bearing beam and they didn't know that it was load-bearing so you mm-hmm. need to make sure that gets fixed before they put drywall on and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and then you know it's kind of the normal things that we see is like extend your downspouts and like there's there's safety items that i know drive you agents crazy well i hate water i mean yeah water i, I mean just living in a house i don't <laughs> want to see any kind of like mm-hmm. water spot or anything because that just freaks me out mm-hmm. but so if that's anywhere near me i'm going to be calling a contractor be like come take care of this yeah. and fix it for me you know so if if people see these kinds of issues how do you handle it? I mean, what are the things that you do for them or what are the things you don't do for them? So, I mean, first and foremost, I, I highlight it and tell them about it, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is you know, knowledge is power at that point. And then, of course, we're not allowed to fix anything um, that we've inspected. So we don't have, you know, a wing of our, of our company that fixes things. Okay. Um, but we have a, a long list of, um, vetted contractors on our, on our website. Hmm. Um, so a lot of people say, well, Hey, thanks for finding this. Now what? And yep. so I take two opportunities there. One, I, I send them to the website to say, Hey, here's the contractors, like people that I know or trust. But I also say, this is now, where the value of your of your agent comes in because not only are they um, knowledgeable in like the process of all of this but these local folks like they've worked with a lot of people they know who's good and who's not so good mm-hmm. so if you find somebody on my list great but like I think your best resource is your agent right now because they may even know somebody well enough to like say hey like can you get out here quick enough mm-hmm. as opposed to like waiting for 4 or 5 weeks because the you know the yep. next guy is too busy Absolutely So you don't once you're done with the the education and providing this information you're not um, I'm trying to think of the right word. You're you're kind of hands off though at that point. You might give a referral, but it, it's 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 up to the consumer to talk with their agent about how they think that affects their offer that they have. I mean, you're not involved at all in that part beyond that. Yeah, and that's actually one of the the beautiful parts about the business. Yeah, I is, imagine. <laughs> you know, we're we're in and out, and right. And, you know, and I, I don't want to like tell stories outside of school, but some some clients are just difficult. And it's, it's nice for us to be able to come in and like, maybe, maybe it's testy the entire time, but like we go, we give the information that we need to, and Mm -hmm. then our, our job is done. And then again, it's our opportunity to kind of like give the agent the opportunity to shine after that. But yeah, yeah, we're, we're pretty much right out of there. And that's that's fine. That's what the, again, that's what the industry is. It's been, again, you said it's somewhat new, 35 years Mm -hmm. old or so. And 
you provide that level of service. I love how you kind of relate it to almost an education or you're a guide to mm-hmm. kind of where your past experiences are because you're guiding somebody through the home and guiding them through the ins and outs that they've never seen before. And mm-hmm. you have the experience, the exposure to be able to do that for them. What kind of risks are there for not doing a home inspection? Because in today's market right now, we know that the market is crazy hot. And what that means is that there's a lot of multiple offers. There's a lot of negotiating happening in putting down an offer on a house where there's um, people are foregoing contingencies. And in the real estate world, if you're going to buy a house um, and you want to win that house over two or three other people, you're going to say, how can I set myself up for success to win this bid? People are saying, I will not do a home inspection in order to buy this house. What are the risks of making that decision, especially in today's market? Well, that's a large question um, because you could find a house that is actually in really good shape. You don't get an inspection and nothing ever comes of it. And, you know, somebody could say, oh, that was a great idea to not get a home inspection. Nobody should ever get home inspections ever (laughs) again. Um, But there's also, and I mean, there's stories out there where you know, somebody had the like a like a, a septic tank that was not operating correctly, or like there wasn't a septic tank, and two weeks in, their their house backed up. You know, that's that's a catastrophic event. But um, you know, if you don't know that you have a failed GFCI and like a bathroom or a kitchen, and that thing causes an electrical fire, you know, it's those small items that like again, like we as we as real estate professionals can see all the time we think oh that's not that big a deal but like what are the big implications after that and even like i was mentioning earlier like the the small safety things that agents hate like anti-tip brackets and uh stuff like that (laughs) but electrical panel like the the double tapping i don't even know what that means (laughs) um but like all of those things are like potential risks and potential items that could cause failure or damage uh, to the house or that system, and what what I think you you ultimately are are missing without doing a home inspection is you you lack the the confidence in what you've done, and you lack the like the vision of okay like now what are the costs going to be after I move in because mm-hmm. you could you could say hey is this thing move in ready awesome and then like you get hit with a fifty thousand dollar foundation problem. And if you knew that ahead of time, like, okay, I'm going to buy a fixer upper. I'm, you know, it's a foreclosure house and I know I'm going to put a hundred thousand in at least that 50,000, you know, what's going and where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same thing with sellers, um, you know, to, to make sure you put your best foot forward, having all those items like in view on a, on a report, and then you can just go through the checklist, fix them. And then, Hey, is this a disclosure thing? Well, guess what? Like, we knew about it and we mm-hmm. fixed it. Here's the receipt. And then now our our um, selling price is, is now stronger because, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to negotiate on a thing we've already fixed. I noticed, um, you know, just in review of some of the documents, a lot of the contracts now say home inspection is informational only. Yeah, you can do that. And that's probably the best compromise, okay. I think. If, yeah. if you are, you know, wanting to win a multiple offer kind of bidding war Mm -hmm. and yet you still want to have the home inspection report you can say it's for informational purposes only Mm -hmm. still give yourself the 
10 to 14 day window to make sure you can get Ben on your schedule and then get the report. You review it and you say, I'm either in or I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm promising me, the buyer, to the seller, I'm not going to cost you any more money. Okay. And I think that's important because mm-hmm. what a seller is looking for in today's market is I want a clean contract where I know what my proceeds are going to be, what I'm going to get with no other extra costs. So the costs of a home inspection might be repairs or might be added things. The cost of waiving an appraisal means that like, you know, I don't want any, I don't want to have to spend any more money to, to lower my price. So what sellers are looking for is no added costs. So if you can promise that as a buyer up front, mm-hmm. you're covering yourself with getting the home inspection. And if something is super hidden and scary, you have the right to back out. You can back out. Okay. Absolutely. So for you know, for informational purposes only, mm-hmm. void only is another way of wording it. Okay. To still get that, uh, just that assurance that you're talking about. Yeah. To make sure that you know what you're getting into, and then also just to make sure that like you just see all the issues. And so that way, you okay, I've got to fix that GFCI, or I've got to like you know extend that downspout. Great, mm-hmm. I can handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, am I going to have to replace? four major appliances right. within the year right you know so what do you, what what do you see with the the market not just you know the the micro part of this particular summer but in the down the road in the future years to come where does the home inspection market really go i mean it, you're building your business on that fact that we need you and mm-hmm. we do need you so what are the, you know this is still a new industry like you said what are the trends how do you see the home inspection business evolving in the next five ten years well, it's it's funny. Agents have their own uh, like conglomerates, and those folks are trying to get into the home inspection thing too. So, like Zillow is is trying to make its way into like really cheap, really fast inspections, and basically mm-hmm. like buying out um, mom and pop shops and saying, "Hey, well, you know, we'll still feed you all the business, but then, you mm. know, we're, you're only going to do it for this much money. You are the mom and pop shop. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's, um, what's the, it's Zillow. And then there are like other larger, like venture capital things mm. happening. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, like the big scary thing that's, that's on its way. Mm-hmm. Um, to that, try to undercut you. To yeah. try to essentially say, okay, if you're charging, let's pick a number, $400, here's a $100 home inspection. Exactly. Come use us instead. Mm-hmm. They're doing the same thing in the real estate world. Yeah. Too. Trying mm-hmm. to undercut the agent at the expense of service and quality. Yeah. And we know, we both know, again, small town, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Right. To keep it in-house, to keep it local, to give appreciation to the mom and pop shops not let the big conglomerates take us over, yeah. but to realize the benefit and the value of the fees that are charged to get the proper service and quality yeah. that, that you, the buyer or seller wants. For sure. And, and moving forward, what I, I think I see with the home inspection industry is as, as the, the agents are, are fighting for their own voice in the midst of this, like home inspectors, we ought to be coming alongside and mm. saying hmm. like, there's there's two guides here. There's 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 a team of people that need to help people make great decisions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's more of a relational business than yeah. what um, people really think it is. Because I think, and my first impression of it was that it's it's all technical. I just need to know the most about houses that I can possibly know, and yeah. more than everybody else, and then I'll get a lot of business. But it's 
it's less that and and more like knowing your stuff, but building relationships and keeping your promises to folks um, and making sure that whatever you tell people is not is not going to like scare the living Jesus out of them because mm-hmm. some of the things we find are it's just hard to explain yeah. mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't like bring up fear so that's why like it's part of our mission statement to alleviate that mm-hmm. um, I think there's going to be some consolidation in in the home inspection industry um, there's already bigger companies who are expanding out into like other metropolitan areas and like mm-hmm. other states and things. So like, um, are there going to be people that just say, you know what, like they're too big. I'm just going to go join them just so I have some job security. Yeah. Let me tell you, and the system is not rigged people, mm-hmm. you know, so people might think, Oh, the agent and the home inspector and the lender and the attorney, they're all in cahoots. They're all just, they're here to make a bunch of money. No, we are here to provide service to the people we're here Mm -hmm. because we are in a small town community we care about our people who are helping our clients you care about the same thing you know if you see something major with the house and i'm the agent be like guys we're gonna have to like think hard about this one Mm -hmm. and and you know or vice versa you know if we come in the inspection report looks great you don't have to think well what are they hiding what are they lying about you know they're just trying to get this deal done this is these are real people we care about each person that we interact with and i know you feel that same way yeah i mean it's an industry built on trust yep yep well you were awesome and i gotta tell you before we let you go on our episodes there's always five iconic questions <laughs> so you are now in the hot seat ben moorhead uh, so you I might have known these questions so hopefully you haven't thought too much in advance about them but fire yeah. off real quick best answer that you've got what is first well, number one what is your favorite restaurant in town in town is Water Street Cafe. Interesting. All right. Love it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. And what is one thing you love about your neighborhood? So I live in, in Stephen City, mm-hmm. and uh, we're actually on, on the corner of, like, probably the the most used loop for, mm-hmm. for walking and running. So um, we actually moved right next to some friends of ours. And so, one, we've got great neighbors. Mm-hmm. We go over and play games and, and stuff like that a lot. But... Um, at any given moment you can walk outside and somebody is walking their dog or kids are riding bikes and Mm -hmm. things like that. And so it's got that like quintessential, like American feel. The neighborhood feel. Yeah. 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 So I want to hear you unpack this third question. Number question, number three, why is Winchester a great place to live? You know, I, I, it has a lot of the things that I think people want and need, but they don't, I, like know they need it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I I'm, I was excited to come here because it was a lot like where I grew up. Mm. Um, so it has the mountains, it has the river, it has like all these outdoor um, opportunities. And, and some of those are like, you know, really, really cool. You've got like very accessible hikes and stuff. And I'm not like a huge hiking person, but the ones that I've been on and be like, yeah, you know what? Like that's a pretty good view here. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think that we're we're in an interesting bubble here because um like financially we weren't really hit by the pandemic and mm-hmm. like on on the whole covid side like we really didn't have a whole lot of um of cases or anything like that and it just seems like we're we're a little bit safe from from things that go on let's hope so yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. um but like on a on a personal side you've got a lot of different 
things going on. Like Steven City is, um, it's got like its own thing going on. And then you can come into downtown and you've got, you know, the walking mall and a lot more things like, you know, restaurants and breweries coming around. Yeah. And then, got you know, the variety. of course you've got Apple Blossom that one uh, day will happen. Absolutely. <laughs> well, he's, he's exceeded his 20 seconds for that, that one. That is true. <laughs> I could probably go longer. <laughs> Where do you meet new people, make friends in Winchester or Stephen City in the area? Uh, most recently, it's been Fellowship Bible Church. Um, we we weren't going there, and we're in a, like a small home uh, home church, and then we came back to FBC. And there's just been uh, a lot of really great relationships that we've been able to to get through that, and. Um, then yeah, of course, son-in-law is he paying you off? It, yes, yeah, he's paying yeah. you off, right? <laughs> exactly. Shout out to Mark Carey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 church and um, just getting out. I I enjoy the networking aspect of business, so um, just realtor relationships are always fun too. Cool. Last and final question, number five. What is one of Winchester's hidden gems? Oh man, I really don't have a great answer for that. Um, I know that I said that my favorite restaurant was water street but that could be hidden too i think one of the hidden gems is uh take care guadalajara off of 522 you're cheating off of marlin bites oh yeah. really yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. i didn't hear that that's yeah. amazing uh yeah i mean some of the best authentic mexican food i've yep. ever had yeah that is awesome well ben you are uh, a trooper for sitting down with us sharing your knowledge with us and hopefully we have some takeaways that we learned from you today give us one quick plug you know where can people find you uh they can go to my website oldtowninspection.com we're on facebook and instagram and then um all of our contact info is there excellent we will nice. talk you up thanks yeah. so much for being thanks with for us coming in. yeah you're awesome go usa <laughs> Wow. Thank you so much, Ben. Uh, your thoughts and just expertise is amazing. That's, you know, this is what this podcast is all about. Mm -hmm. Getting a chance to hear from the experts, let them teach all of us what to do, how to do it, what yeah. to look out for. Yeah. I really appreciated his um, insights and, and also, you know, I mean, like he admitted, you know, he doesn't look the part of who you expect to come to your funny. home inspection. That was funny. You know, I was expecting a totally different answer with that question. You know, yeah. you know, what are the misperceptions? You know, what are the things I had never thought about age yeah. equaling lack of experience? Well, I had actually listened to Ben on another podcast yeah. where he had said, you know, one of the um, sort of uh, holdbacks that people might have or sort of hesitancies is that, you know, he didn't have a construction background, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, and his age and that yeah. he just looks young. But I mean, I see it as kind of the same as, you know, okay, I'm a new agent. I'm hungry to prove that I can do something new Absolutely. and different. And I'm sure he's in the same position. He's trying, you know, he's creating a business. He's yeah. wants his wife to be able to stay at home. It's, it's all, but even know, now he's been around for years. Yeah. exactly. You know, so that's not anything to be scared of. Sure. But at the same time, he still is young. I mean, yeah. he's, but I think I think y'all gonna thus, you know. So uh, I'm yeah. not gonna say sure. Yeah, absolutely. But um, lots of good information. I think for me, again, you know, having just had that home inspection experience a few years ago, you know, learning 
what it is that he provides you know it's it's informative it's making you a better informed consumer as you're about to make this important mm-hmm. purchase mm-hmm. um and just making opening your eyes to you know things that you need to know yeah and one thing that i learned and again part of this process is again to educate our listeners mm-hmm. is just i didn't realize how new the industry was mm-hmm. you know i mean i've been in real estate for 20 years now a little less than that and it's not that far back than when the, where the home inspection process came from. Yeah, I had and no idea. To to be able to see how that is a service that is being provided to buyers or even sellers if you wanted it to really help do their due diligence to help make sure they're making an informed decision to protect them, you know. So really, a lot of real estate paperwork looks like legal mumbo jumbo. Yeah. But when you get to this home inspection addendum. Home inspection contingency addendum. Pay pay attention to that because yeah. that's going to protect you, the buyer. Right. And to have a, an industry like this come out of probably problems and issues that happened years and years ago mm-hmm. of houses being sold, you know, with some major issues that we're not upfront about <laughs> to people. Mm-hmm. We're here to protect everybody. So yeah. I appreciated learning that. Okay, and now this industry will hopefully evolve over the years to where it continues to protect, and you have a guy like Ben growing a business you yeah. know like ben bringing on other inspectors who are trained and who are going to have that service mentality have that community mentality i'm here to help everybody out in winchester i think it's great yeah yeah he definitely has a really good work ethic and you can see he's um really you know yeah. really he's, into his he's job he's hungry go get mm-hmm. it yeah yep. well here's time for our segment we didn't do it last week but we are ready to roll with hgtv says what and, you know, I, I feel like, Nikki, it's time for you to share your story for yeah. what you found on HGTV recently. Uh, okay, I'm going to share. I mean, so admittedly, I have really actually dialed back on my watching of HGTV in yeah. the last few years. Yeah. Um, I was really into it for a while. And then I, I really think actually my husband probably discontinued um, our cable because of that, because it was just too many things <laughs> going on in our house. So sure. I, I actually haven't seen much lately, but I was able to... Um, view a, a newer show that I hadn't actually seen before. It was called Property Brothers Forever Home. Mm. And so I kinda, Don't people just watch that show just for the guys? I mean, is, are you just, <laughs> just turning on the that's TV not, to it's, check them out? They're actually not usually my favorite ones okay. to watch, but you know, who knows what other people are doing. So the, the gist of this, it's like a family of three. They purchased a home in Las Vegas um, when their child was one year old, and now their child's a preteen, and they've decided they want to make some improvements in their home to the main floor of their home to make it enjoyable, usable for her as she's a teenager and, and, you know, and, and they're, you know, enjoying those years. So they need a bigger kitchen. They want to change their living spaces, um, to be able to entertain more and things like that. So there's this one room and it has, has a fireplace and has a a window on either side of the fireplace. Mm -hmm. And part of their, um, thing is they want to make a feature wall, you know, uh, you know, build out around the fireplace and, you know, the, the brothers, discover that this fireplace is not perfectly centered on the wall so you know so now it's the ocd yeah the ocd of like you know and it's it's you know can we hang you know the window's gonna have curtains you know the wind the curtain will probably cover off the up the fact that it's off center do we not do it do we do it it's six hundred dollars and so i'm visualizing this now yes picture my head they decide to do it and then the kind of the most laughable thing is that they decide to fix it to make it centered but you know then whoever they delegated it to actually like used an extra you know piece of wood that actually then made it 
really? off on the other side. Oh, you mean contractors couldn't figure out symmetry? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, uh, in the midst of a kitchen renovation, I can empathize with this, but I just thought it was hilarious and... Um, but actually, surprisingly, you know, this is supposed to be an HGTV said what? And I feel like well. really this episode had a lot of reality to it. Like they, Interesting. they redid their whole main floor with a seven week time frame okay. and a budget of $100,000. Well, and I was they're like, spending some money. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, I don't see the reason to move a fireplace. I mean, come on. Okay. You, I mean, really? you know, I, $600, though, out of 100000 is not that I much. I mean, it yeah, depends but, on really how mm-hmm. what your aesthetic is. And, yeah. you know, we're not, I mean, there's not a lot of high rollers here in Winchester to where well, they would be saying, okay, I want to move that fireplace. I don't know. Maybe. I, you know, I guess it just depends. If you really love your curtains and you know that your curtains are going to be on display, maybe you don't care. Then it would be worth $500. <laughs> maybe you spend extra on Just knock curtains. it out. Of course. You know, but if it's your forever home, okay, yeah. I see that. And that's the thing. Homes, people get attached to their house yeah. and they care about it. And and selling a home is an emotional process, you know? And so part of that, what we heard from Ben, you know, let's just take care of that process and make sure that, you know, we're walking everybody through step by step to make sure it goes well. Yeah. So, you know, all right, HGTV, you did something you, good. You did okay this time. Well done. Right. We'll, well we'll done. give you kudos. Yeah. So absolutely. let's talk about some local events Bring going it. on this week. I want to know. Okay. So... Um, Museum of the Shenandoah Valley has like, some really awesome things right now. Um, if you're not following them on Facebook, you should be because they talk about the different events and things they have going on. So free Wednesdays. Did you know you free. can? Yeah. You can visit the galleries or the gardens Every free Wednesday? of charge on Wednesdays. Now, I don't know wow. if this is like indefinitely well, yeah. um, or if this is just for the summer, but summer hours are 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. So free admission. I'm, I can't. I'm mad at myself that I haven't gone yet. And we keep hearing in some of our previous guests that a hidden gem of Winchester is, you know, the the valley museum mm-hmm. there yeah and, and the the paths that go through there yeah and and you know the outdoor areas are great yep the indoor museum is again hidden they have know? a norman rockwell exhibit right now there you go. until august 8th also so i would go check that out and the arts and Absolutely. then uh they have um what did they call their gardens at night yeah. so some music a musical group called groove train so cool top 40 covers of the 70s and 80s on august 13th so that sounds check like it a out. fun night out it does sound fun and then um, tying in with Ben, because he, he mentioned actually that his his wife had worked at the Laurel Center. Yep. So the Laurel Center is you know sort of an advocacy um, group um, that provides intervention for domestic and sexual violence. Yep. Um, so they have a really neat event. It's called the 10th Annual Power of the Purse. So it's kind of um, an auction mm-hmm. and um, an auction of upscale purses, basically, on uh, Saturday, August 21st. 3 p.m. at the Shenandoah Lodge in Lake Frederick. So hmm. you can look for tickets on Eventbrite to that. And that sounds yeah. like that would be a fun that afternoon does. event, too. Absolutely. You know, you, Winchester has a wealth of options of things to do. Yeah. Just got to get out there and go hunt them down. And we're here for you. We're here to share what the details are. Yeah. So. I mean, in, in full disclosure, I've been, um, you know, researching events and my husband said he really just wants to hear about what happy hours are offered well, come in town also <laughs> there's plenty of happy hour locations but so we need anywhere to... honestly anywhere downtown uh, yeah we'll figure that out but okay village square village can't square go, can't yeah. go wrong yeah. with that so mm-hmm. there's your happy hour plug there michael hoffman <laughs> all right well thanks so much for joining us in this episode of iconic talk and we hope that you learned something from today's episode 
look forward to sharing more with you next week. And remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. And we appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. If you have a moment, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review. And if you're enjoying the podcast, take a moment to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. Absolutely. Until next time, think iconic.